The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the October Burl Cauley Leadership Training, Leadership Institute Committee Training. Ooh, that's a lot to say. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for being here. I think people will be trickling in here, I hope. <laughs> um, and I want to thank all of our volunteers. We have Natalie as our host. We have Nikki as our streamer. Uh, we are being streamed on ACB Media 6. And we are hopefully in Clubhouse with uh, Jane and hopefully Andrea helping us. So I want to welcome everyone who has attended. I want to welcome everyone who's listening on ACB Media 6. As you may or may not know, we have these Burl Cauley Leadership Institute uh, trainings the second Thursday of every month at this same time. I can't say same place because I, I don't know. But anyway, it's always on ACB webinar. <laughs> um, and so uh, you can kind of mark your calendars for the second Thursday of each month for these different trainings, different topic each month. So tonight, our topic is going to be centered around starting a special interest affiliate in your state. Uh, and we have uh, right now one panelist, hopefully a second one, um, who will be sharing uh, what they did to start a special interest affiliate in their state somewhat recently. Uh, but before we go on to that, um, so I'm going to kind of go over a little bit of ACB's affiliate structure. So it can, it can get just a little confusing. <laughs> uh, so um, ACB American Council of the Blind, if you think of a tree, uh, the American Council of the Blind itself would be kind of the, you know, the main trunk of the tree. But it has all these wonderful branches. You know, a tree is kind of like really not a whole lot if it didn't have branches and uh, and then leaves. But we'll get to the leaves here in a minute. Um, so the branches I would consider that as being the affiliates. And so ACB has two different types of affiliates. They have state affiliates and they have special interest affiliates. Currently, ACB, as of a few minutes ago, because I looked on the website, <laughs> has uh, 46 state affiliates and 20 special interest affiliates. And so if you're curious as to what type of affiliates, uh, what states have affiliates. Uh, not all states do, as you know, 46 doesn't equal 50. Um, so there are a few states who don't that don't have affiliates. And then there is also one state, Kentucky, that has two affiliates. So, um, but you can go on to acb.org. Um, now I'm using JAWS command. So if you have a, a different, way of, of locating things, then I'm, I'm sorry, but right now that's, those are the commands I'm going to give. So if you are on acb.org and I just typed the letter H for heading to go down to the about us and uh, 
portion of ACB's main page because there's a lot of links on that page. And so if you go down after you get to the about us section, if you arrow down a few times, it will say affiliates and you um, hit enter on there. And then there will be two links, one link for state affiliates, one link for special interest affiliates. And if you're curious about the state affiliates, then you click on that link and they are listed in alphabetical order. Uh, except the Kentucky one, both of the Kentucky ones are in the Kentucky, like you have to click on Kentucky and then find those two affiliates in there. Um, and so if each one is a link, so if you click on that link, you can find out the president of those affiliates. And um, I don't know, generally a link to if the, the affiliate has a website, you might find a link to that and uh, various things. Some affiliates um, actually have a lot of information on those web pages that ACB provides and others do not. Special interest affiliates, if you click on that link, you will then see that all the special interest affiliates again listed in alphabetical order. And so when I say special interest affiliates, I'm talking about uh, any topics from teachers to technology gurus to people who um, are art or musicians, um, uh, they have government employees, there's families, various ones. Um, so like I said, there's 20 of those. Okay, so um, in, in a little while, we will have time for questions. Um, and so the people who are going to be on the panel, somebody's jaws is talking <laughs> sorry it's a little distracting um so some of the people who are going to share with us tonight are members of state affiliates um one's a member of california one's a member of washington the state of washington that is and but they have been instrumental in starting special interest affiliates within their state not all states have special interest affiliates um, and so within state affiliates, you often have chapters. Uh, chap chapters could be uh, people from various parts of the state, kind of like an at-large members chapter. Uh, other chapters could be what we would consider local chapters, sort of like community-based chapters. Uh, so for example, I'm, I'm from West Virginia and we have two chapters. And they would be considered local chapters. It, it's in the um, area where the majority of the people, the majority of the members in those chapters live. Um, and so the chapters are very, they're kind of like the leaves on the tree. And so, you know, um, the leaves on the tree kind of are part of what makes it look really nice. And so our chapters often play a, a real important role in the work of the state affiliates and ultimately the work of the American Council of the Blind. So um, we're going to move on now so you can hear somebody else other than myself. Uh, so um, has Frank arrived yet? No, I just looked in the attendees. He's not there. Not unless he's a phone number. Okay, so Frank, if you happen to be in the attendees, could you raise your hand maybe if you're on a phone? Um, okay, 
well, we're going to carry on. Um, so we oh, have. Wait a second. Is he? Would he be a? Um, I have a five one zero. Um, let 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 unmute. To, let's make sure. Okay. You can go ahead and unmute. Um, area code. It is Frank. Oh right yay! There is Frank. Okay. Yeah, I had for some reason I couldn't get in on my Zoom app, so I came in on the phone. Okay, great. But I am great. here. Great, great, great. Okay, so we are going to listen to Frank and Danette, and they're just going to briefly kind of list the steps that they took to organize the, the special interest affiliates in their state. Um, they'll tell us what they, uh, special interest affiliates they organized and, and briefly talk about the steps they did. So let's go with ladies first, and Danette, we'll start with you. All right. So um, I am, as Donna said, with Washington State. I I uh, started Washington Council of the Blind Diabetics. Um, the first, my first step was to. This was a dream of mine was to have a special interest affiliate for, and I looked at the like the bylaws and such to see what I had to do, and then I wanted to like put out an an email to our. Washington Council of Blind email list to see if there was a, an, an interest. To my surprise, the interest was big. This was back in November. We had our first meeting, January, and we became a, a special interest affiliate in the end of May. So it took a while, but but um, we we did it and tell you the stuff we did um, are in our next session. Uh, okay, Frank, if you'd like to share your, sure. um, your experience. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, it's similar, but I'm going to go into a little bit more detail, but not overly so. But uh, I am from California, and and the affiliate, that, the special interest affiliate that we started in California was the California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, which is the first state affiliate of the Amer Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, which is the national affiliate that addresses the concerns of older blind adults. Now, it happened that the president at the time of AAVL was Jeff Tom from California. And he was doing a lot of work to grow their membership, including reaching out to his network in California. So we had several Californians that, that joined AAVL and there started being conversations about, about people wanting who, to see if people would be interested in starting a state affiliate of AAVL. And I was contacted and, and a couple of other people were contacted to get, to get the ball rolling. So the first thing we did is one of us sent out a notice announcing that we were gonna have a meeting to discuss it and we, put the word out and we got a, a fair number of people at the meeting to talk about their interest. And the interest was definitely there. So the next thing we did was that we started taking down names and contact information for people who were interested and people sent that to me. And then we, we scheduled an organizing meeting to actually formally organize the group. So at the organizing meeting, what we did is we, uh, elected a, a what we called an a, a interim officers and we uh, and, and and we got and then we got the ball rolling and then we continued contacting people and getting more people interested and finally we had our first uh, 
meeting where we actually uh, elected officers. Well, we first we 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 presented a constitution and bylaws which we approved. We elected officers, and then we identified people who were ready to join. So then, once that was ready, we were able to start doing the formal organizing where we did the things that we needed to do to start the group, get affiliated with our state ACB affiliate and with the national um, AAVL. And we worked through that process, getting that done, and we became a an affiliate of both our organizations late in, in mid-2020. And we've been moving forward ever since. Mm-hmm. They they didn't let the pandemic slow them down. All right. <laughs> Great all. work. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, thank you all. Uh, so now we're going to talk a little bit in, in a little more detail about how and actually why um, the these uh, special interest affiliates why why the idea even came about they're, they're going to Frank and Danette are going to talk about maybe some questions that you should ask yourself and others about why you want to start an affiliate you know it's kind of it's kind of easy to say hey wow it'd be cool to start a special interest affiliate of affiliate of next generation in in Kansas or you know whatever um, but uh, it's pretty important to kind of know why you want to do that. So I don't know who wants to go first. Frank, Danette, doesn't matter. I, I can go. go first. Okay. Frank can go. All right. So I think the first thing is that you really do have to ask why. Um, I think it's great whenever somebody wants to think about starting a, a, a new group. But the first thing to ask is, is, is it really necessary? And and, and what will the group do? You know, I think, I happen to think that, that it's really important for local states to have a, an affiliate of the Alliance on Aging and Vision, Vision Loss, I can, and I can make a strong case for it. But for example, I don't know that every state needs an affiliate of, say, Friends in Art. You know, I, I don't know that there's necessarily a need for there to be a Nebraska Friends in Art or a... An, New Hampshire friends in art, but again, and so, and, and so your certain states may be relevant to your, I mean, certain affiliates may be relevant to your state and not relevant to other states and vice versa. So that's the first thing is, is, is it relevant? And is there a specific reason for it to be in your state as opposed to just being individuals joining the national affiliate? The second thing to identify is what do we want specifically the affiliate to be doing in the state? You know what? What efforts do they want to work on? What what social activities do they want do they want to be doing? And and you know, what does that affiliate want to do in conjunction with the state's convention? So the first thing to ask is why. And and that you can elaborate on that. Okay, so it has to be a passion in your heart. And my when I became a diabetic on insulin, I did not know how this little blind girl was going to give herself insulin shots. That was really, really scary to me, but I got my support through ACB Diabetics in Action. 
And that's how I got involved with the Diabetics in Action. And I wanted to give back is why is the passion is the real reason why I wanted to start a diabetic group here in Washington State. And we're just in Washington State right now. We're not affiliated with the national, but that is a dream of mine to someday be affiliated with the ACB. But yeah. That that's but before I sent out my email in November of 2019, I had this major passion to help the diabetics here in Washington State, and and in January we elected officers and did our bylaws and went to the bank, and and did the did did um like the membership spreadsheet like what like ACB does and we had to have 10 people and I think we had 12 and now we're up to I believe we're up to almost 20 right now and it's it's so it's been we started it in the in the pandemic and it's been almost two years and I'm um probably if no one else no I'm going to start my second term in in January so yeah so, so obviously with, with both of you, it, you know, it, it was something that you believe in strongly and you, you know, both wanted to uh, have, have that in, in your state and kind of work to help the people in your state with the same, in, in Danette's case, with, you know, the same di- diabetic conditions and, and that kind of thing. Um, there's nothing like nothing better than support. Uh, so, and as a person who's aging and, and is maybe just starting with vision loss uh, again, there, and I think sometimes the closer at hand, the support can be the, the better it, it is. Uh, so let's see if there's any questions from the audience. So Natalie, if, if there's any raised hands, you can raise your hands and or make a comment or right now we don't have any hands are there any in clubhouse <clears throat> i guess not we're not hearing from anybody in clubhouse anyway okay well i i guess we'll move on uh, please feel free at any time to raise your hand and, and uh, we'll get to you if you have questions or, or comments. Um, so we're going to actually um, expand even more on, on the steps in the process for getting an affiliate um, started. So Frank and Danette, if you can expand on like how you knew who to contact in your state and uh how you knew really what needed to be done to to even start this uh, affiliate. This is yeah, I can take that. Okay, I'll oh, go ahead. So go ahead, Danette. What I did was I looked at the bylaws of Washington Council of the Blind. I I studied them and then I talked to like different our president 
And then also the other special interest affiliate, President Guy Doug's users of Washington State, because I wanted to, just to get their experience and, and I wanted to make sure that I had the time to, to do this. And, and of course, the, the, I knew the passion was there and I wanted to make sure that I had the time to, to put, put in to this. And we do meet once a month and we will have a speaker. Some of our speakers are like getting to know other members who might have, like I'm a type two. I'm a, we might spend an hour getting to know a member that has type one and just their experiences too, or, or using a continuous glucose monitor or not using a continuous glucose monitor or having one of those Dexcom or Libre speakers come talk to us. That's what, that's where the interest is, is just learning to manage your, your diabetes. And I still learn from them, get support from them. And yeah. So how many um, special interest affiliates does the state of Washington have? Two. So diabetics and, and guide dogs. Yes, guide we dog, have, yeah. I believe we have 17 local chapters and we have two um, special interest affiliates. Okay. The guide dog started like back in the early 2000 and we're, we're getting, just getting up there. So. Okay, great. All right, Frank. Yeah. And I want to back up a little bit and kind of zero in on, on what some of the steps are that, that, uh, that, that people have to go through to get to, to where, 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 where uh, Danette talked about where we have an ongoing group. Um, so after you, um, after you, realize that you have a need for an, an, an a group and that you have an idea of what, what the group would be doing. The next thing is, is to do is find out if you're alone or not. So that's just simply reaching out to people you know and seeing who might be interested in being involved in such a thing. You know, and, and, and you, you may already know some people who have that similar interest or, or if you don't, then you just kind of talk to people in your chapter or if your state has a, an email list put a message on there, or, or if, you're, if you happen to be at the state convention, you can talk to people in person. So what you do is when you get, a, get, a, in, reach, get in touch with some folks and you see that there's definitely some folks who are interested, then what you wanna do is set up a meeting. And again, it's gonna be very informal. You just schedule a time, a date, have somebody who's either gonna you know, host a phone call or host a Zoom call, and you just bring people together to just talk about the the uh, the issue pretty informally. I mean, you, but the only thing you you need there is you probably want somebody to be the moderator of the meeting, so you 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 know you're not just hurting cats, and you probably want somebody who can take notes so that you can record the ideas, and you just kind of find out what are people interested in, um, and you know see how many people are there, what people are interested in doing, what they want to feel, how they want the the the, uh, the group to operate, you know whether you want to be a committee, whether you want to be, want to be an affiliate. Um, because sometimes a committee actually makes more sense than having an, having an affiliate. But, and the main thing is, the difference is that committees can be supported out of the state budget where affiliates have to make their own money, and, but affiliates have more autonomy. So once you've decided that, then what you want to do is start doing the steps to actually organize. And the way you do that is you start collecting a list of people people who are interested and get their contact information. That's the information you're going to need when you put together a member roster. And the second thing you want to do is that's when you want to start getting somebody together to start drafting 
a set of bylaws for your uh, group. The third thing you want to do in this stage is that you want to find out um, what, if you're, if you're planning to affiliate with your state affiliate and or with a national affiliate, and, there, and sometimes you might only want to do one and not both, but if you're doing both, you need to find out from each organization what their requirements are for, for affiliates. And in our case, it was actually pretty much the same, that what we needed to provide was we needed to provide a, uh, a draft constitution and bylaws. We needed to provide a member list and we needed to pay our initial round of dues to the organization. Um, and so again, you'll want to check with the relevant organizations as to what those requirements are. And and then you're and uh, and so one. And I want to back up and just say that at at that um, at that first meeting where you get together and you find out that there's the interest, along with um, you know having a moderator and a note taker. You want to you want to leave that meeting with the steering committee in place. You want to you want say three or four people that are going to be the committee that's just going to keep working on things to keep things moving. And and then so as and then as the committee is working on these tasks we just talked about, the next step is to actually schedule an organizing meeting where you're actually going to formally organize the or the group. Now it won't be affiliated with anybody yet, but it'll be an, it'll be a, a thing. It'll be an organization. So at that meeting, the the steering committee will kind of be like the acting group that's getting it going. But at the meeting, the first thing the the, the organizational meeting will do is is to adopt the uh, the constitution and bylaws. You actually have a have a constitution to govern your group. The second thing you do is you actually hold elections, and and at that time you're 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 setting up an interim. You're, you're selecting interim officers and an interim board because probably it will only be after you know the organization is up and going that you're going to have you know a formal regular business meetings where you can do the formal regular elections but you need an interim group and then when you come out of that organizing meeting and you are now an organization then your interim board works to contact the uh, your state affiliate and the national special interest affiliate and start the process of getting uh, get, getting your uh, affiliation together. And there's one other task, and it's actually probably the, the single hardest task of everything we talked about tonight, and that is getting a bank account. The days when you could just walk into a bank with your checkbook, sit down for half an hour, and, and, and walk out with an account and a new checkbook for your group are over. Banks are much more strict about organizational uh, bank accounts in terms of the paperwork they want you to present. Like in our case, we had to have a, a copy of our, our bylaws, a, a copy of our organizing meeting minutes signed in ink by, this, by the secretary stating that yes, we really were, but we did, really did vote for these people to be officers and to set up and to authorize them to set up the account. If you're, you'll, if you're going to be using the 501c3 status of your uh, state affiliate or of the national affiliate or, or one or the other, you're going to need a letter from them. You're going to need a copy of their 501c3 IRS letter as well as 
a letter on their letterhead saying that they authorize you to use it. And you're going to have to have all that paperwork go to the bank. And then you're going to have to wrestle with the bank to deal with whatever things they demanded they, they give you. So it can take a while. And so what you may need to do in the interim is that you may need to arrange to have your treasurer basically set up a personal account so that you can actually take money in until you get the official bank account for the organization. And so what you're going to do is you're going to collect member data and put together your, your uh, member roster. You're going to start collecting dues. And, and then you're going to probably go to the board of directors of the state affiliate and the national special interest affiliate and, and petition to become affiliated. And once that happens, then you become a, a bona fide statewide affiliate of the special interest group. And you can then move forward with doing your regular business. Now, so I can add a little bit special interest affiliates. They don't, they usually meet on Zoom or a conference call because they're all, our diabetic group is all over the state, Eastern Washington and in here, but we're having our state Correct. convention here pretty soon. And we're hoping yeah. like, like we can get together for a dinner or, or sit together at the banquet or something like that. Exactly. Yes. So one thing I wanted to add, um, you know, interesting when Frank was talking about the bank accounts and again, not all banks are the same either. So it would be best if if you would contact the bank that you're probably going to use um, and see exactly what you need to bring with you so that you can have everything that you need. Uh, you'd yeah. hate to make that trip to the bank and not have something that you needed to have. Uh, so uh, not, uh, not every bank has the same requirements. Most of them are pretty similar, but it, you may want to check first with the bank to see exactly what you need. Uh, so, you know, one thing you both said way, way back, pretty much when you started, you, you really sort of focused on um, establishing sort of that core group of members, state affiliate members with maybe the same interest as you. Uh, so I just yep. want to mention to the attendees, um, if you are not involved in your state affiliate, um, if you could, it would help to get in involved. Um, that's how you get to know the members of the state affiliate. That's how you get to know their interests uh, passions, um, and, you know, advocating for, uh, you know, things, there's safety in numbers sometimes. <laughs> so, um, we do have a hand raised, I think, Natalie. Yes, we do. I didn't know if you were ready for that. Yeah. So yeah, let, let's take um, it. Okay. One second. All right, Doug, you can go ahead and unmute. Doug's arm was probably getting pretty tired. <laughs> I know I didn't want to interrupt you. No, it's okay. It's, it's good. <laughs> good evening, everybody. And Danette and uh, Frank, thanks very much for doing this. Um, my question is, so why, uh, you know, I, 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 why would someone want to join a state chapter of a special interest affiliate as opposed to just uh, joining the national a, uh, a special interest affiliate. Well, we'll let yeah, them both I, answer I'll, that. Yeah, I'll, Danette, go ahead. 
Okay, so, well, um, like for those who may not be, like live near a, um, a local chapter, they can join a special interest affiliate because they don't, they're all over the state. And if, and you can get more local support if for joining a, a state affiliate and just um, get, get, getting all the, all the support that you can. Like if you're a diabetic, just getting all the support that you can from w whether it be the national or the state level. And I think, well, as I said, that it's a dream of mine to someday be on the national level for um, Washington Council of Blind Diabetics. But but that, that's not only my decision, it's the members, it's all of our, all of our decisions, it's not just about me. <laughs> Frank, do you? Yeah, there's two things. One is that if, assuming that you have enough folks in your area, in your state that are interested in the same thing you are, then the advantage is of course that it's easier to get together with people um, if you know when because you're you're going to be in the same time zone and you probably don't have to hop on an airplane to get together so if you want to do things together it's easier to do it when you have a state group to do it another reason is that if you're interested in sharing information about resources probably the most useful resources are local and state resources you know it's more convenient to access, access service from something in your county as opposed to having to go to another state to get the, get the same same stuff. And, and in, in most, in a lot of cases, if you're not in that, in the same state with a certain agency, they won't even serve you. So it's obviously very useful to be able to, sh to uh, share resource information with people in your local area where it matters the most. The biggest reason though, I think is that, especially in the area of advocacy, if you're dealing with government advocacy, a lot of that stuff happens at the state county and local level, not just at the national level. So you really do need the boots on the ground to, uh, to get a lot of that advocacy done. And that's, that's the main reason, for example, that we organized the California Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, because we know that the issues that older blind folks need to address have a lot to do with government policy and procedure. And a lot of that, those policies are carried out locally. You know, some of the main decisions may be made in Washington, but they get implemented locally. So you have to have a voice locally to address those issues. And, and, and so those are the two main reasons is, is that if there's a need for advocacy or a need for proximity to other people and resources. But yeah, but there, there are cases where you probably don't need a local group because just being in the, in the national work group works fine. And to add to that, like just a few days ago, I sent like an email of a survey for people who are, who are diabetes. Our president had suggested that I forward that to, to the diabetic chapter, which I had already done before she had suggested that. So it's a way that the state on the special interest affiliate, the state level, they can get to know a little bit more what the, what the national level, level is doing and be a part of making making a difference with our insulin pumps and such. Okay. Good question, Doug. Mm -hmm. Any other hands raised, Natalie? No. Do we have anybody in Clubhouse? 
we have actually not heard from them at all. I did see that Belinda's in there. That room is open. I did, like, I got a notice on my phone. Okay. All right. Well, um, Frank and Danette, do you have anything else to share? Uh, we do have a good bit of time for questions or comments from the audience. Uh, I think one thing that I was going to say um, here in, in West Virginia, we, we're a smaller affiliate. And so sometimes your smaller affiliates, it might be a little harder to start a special interest affiliate. Uh, that doesn't mean it can't be done because there probably are some small states perhaps that do have a, a special interest affiliate. I, I don't know. But um, certainly some of the issues that we would have to address or would feel like we would need to address in West Virginia probably will be somewhat different than say California or, or somewhere else in a larger area. Uh, rural communities, I mean, there, there are issues that are the same no matter what the community is, what size or location or anything, but uh, there, there are some different issues with rural communities as well. So. Washington is starting to, is just now starting to, the beginnings of developing a third special interest, what is now being called, which it will be permanently called this, young people's group, like for 40s and, and under, kind of like next gen, and I'm a part of just getting that large because I've started well, a little experience with it, starting the diabetic chapter, but but pretty soon we will have three special interest affiliates. That, that that's just in the beginning stages. So, mm -hmm. oh, very good. But you know, the young people are are the future. So, mm -hmm. uh, if you can yeah. get them involved, that's that's mm -hmm. great. I think um, if I remember right, California actually has a student affiliate. Isn't that right, Frank? We we do. Yes, we we have we have. I think now we have probably a half dozen special interest affiliates in California, but we, of course we're a big state. And most of those affiliates have been around for quite a while, but we've had a couple new affiliates start up just in the last couple of years. Of course, our affiliate and also a kind of a unique new affiliate that we hope spreads to other states called the, called the inclusive diversity of California to deal with those issues of diversity and inclusion that we're, we've been talking so much more about in the last couple of years. And that's pretty exciting. Um, I want to mention, though, that that a few things in, along those lines. First off, one thing that's great about this, about all of this, is that that for most of these things, you don't have to wait for somebody else to get the ball rolling. You know, whoever you are on this call, if you have a, have a feeling in your heart that you have, you you feel like there ought to be a certain special interest affiliate. And it might even be an, an affiliate that doesn't even exist nationally yet. Just like, you know, we had this diver inclusive diversity group yeah. that was unique. That if, if, if you've got a passion about something, you don't have to wait for somebody else to get the ball rolling. Um, the second thing is that I know that we're talking about a lot of steps and it's probably a little overwhelming, but the good news is that you don't have to be a PhD or an accountant or a lawyer to do this stuff it's it's stuff that regular folks can do and you don't have to keep this all in your head um early this morning i posted an article to the uh, acb leadership email list 
that it was a part, an article that I wrote specifically for people in the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss that was a step-by-step guide to starting a, a state AAVL affiliate with all the steps that we've talked about this evening. And so if you're on the leadership list, it's already in your inbox. If you're not on the leadership, bug your, your state or special interest affiliate president and tell them to send you a copy. And you'll find it's all laid out there in plain English, no legalese. Um, and if you, once you get that, you know, you can start following the steps. And if you want to get help, there are people that have been down the road. Um, I am one of them. And I think I, I believe I put my contact information in the, uh, in the, uh, in the article. So for example, if you want to want some advice on, on how we did certain things or how we solved certain problems, if you want help with your constitution and bylaws, we can send you a copy of what we did, and you can you can you know you can tweak it for your purposes without having to reinvent the wheel. And so you know there's there's resources to help you get it done. I mean, the third thing I want to mention is that um, that if you're either in a very rural region of the country, say like the Midwest, where you've got lots and lots of miles and miles. You know, miles and miles of miles and miles, as they say, <laughs> lots of ground. Or if you're in a region of the country like the Northeast, where you have lots of little small states, that you might want to consider forming a regional group rather than a state group. You know, and and for example, if you've got a state state um, special interest affiliate and you're you're adjacent to a small state that doesn't have the you know the same concentration of population, you might want to let them know that. If there's a half dozen people over in that state that they're welcome to join your group, or if you can get two or three states together, mm-hmm. you know, people from two or three states to, to form a regional group, that that could work too. So there's more than one way to get there. Mm-hmm. For the, when we developed our constitution and bylaws, we we had the like we developed it, and then you no, know, first we had the constitution and bylaws send us a model constitution like an example constitution and then we had like towards the end we were when we were done when we thought we were done developing it we had the constitution and bylaws committee join us and they made a few corrections and we we made our corrections and now it's 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 official but it's important to get um the the state level like the whoever is your committee chair of the constitution and bylaws on 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 your on your level and and looking at your bylaws so that you don't have to keep going back and forth this isn't accepted you need to word it this way we had that on our calls a lot of the time exactly yep so um that doc- get, yeah. go ahead frank go ahead and you want to get copies of your state affiliate and your national special interest affiliate Constitution and bylaws, because you'll want to make sure that that your that your document is compatible with those. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll they'll require that it's not in conflict in order to get affiliated. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that the the uh, document that Frank uh, posted on leadership um, is eventually going to get up on um, ACB's uh, Rural Collie Leadership Training website. Uh, it it won't be there tomorrow but it, it will eventually be there. So if for some reason, either you get it and you lose it or whatever, it, it will be up there. I would so. like to see that. Absolutely. Yes. You're, you're very, you're, and you're very free to share it and spread it around. Uh, yeah. Um, 
also there was i had another thought but it's oh i know you were talking frank about uh perhaps maybe joining states and i hate to put our host natalie on the spot but i do know kentucky and i believe it's kentucky and indiana share like a, a guide dog users group or 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 some, or is it the library users, or which both, is it? Both. both. <laughs> oh, okay. So actually, I am president of library users, um, and also of our library users affiliate, and also um, we do have a Kentucky, what is it? GDUK, uh, Kentucky guide. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Kentucky. Let's try this again. Yep. Guide dog users of Kentucky. There we go. Um, And um, so we have that affiliate. And then, of course, um, KCB also does have the um, next generation affiliate as well. Now, is that joined with Indiana or is that strictly Kentucky? Uh, Next next generation is Kentucky. Well, it's Kentucky and it's also joined with ACB. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, but I, I like that idea, especially the smaller states. If you've got you know neighboring states and um, they're they're you know that that could work. Well, the Indiana part, you you there's um, there's like a, a mile radius that you can be in. So it's not all of Indiana, but it's um, I think it's like thirty miles or something because um, oh, okay. there is a there is a mile radius. But okay. <laughs> All right. Do we have any other hands? Yes, ma'am. You have three of them. Oh, okay. Let's take them. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce his first name, so it might be Dora. I can pronounce the Martinez part, <laughs> um, but Jaw. I'm not sure what Jaw. So, is it Dora? Oh, I guess I need to allow you to. There you go. You should be able to unmute. Hello. Could Hello. you guys hear me? Yes, Hi. we can. Um, thank you for this. Um, this is very valuable. So I, I'm Doralee Martinez, and thank you, Ms. Donna, and I'm your host. I have a quick question for uh, Mr. Frank. So I am in Reno, Nevada, and I am one of the explorer for the mentorship program this year. And Excellent. it's been, you know, it, there's, it's super awesome. I'm really enjoying myself. Um, so you were talking about... Um, I'm sorry, I, this is my 12th year of speaking English, so I'm a little bit slow. I promise I'll, I'll be quick before the webinar ends. No, no, you're, you're doing great. Okay. <laughs> you're doing um, great. Thank you. So, Mr. Frank, you were talking about, um, you know, it, it's good to have special um, interest affiliate, but is it possible to start a, because here I'm in Reno, there is a NCB, but there's no um, chapter. Is it possible to start a chapter first and then off of that, we'll get some members who want to start um, interest or is it possible to just go ahead and do the interest um, interest committee first without the chapter? Am I making sense? Yeah. That's a good question. And you know, the nice (laughs) thing is that the, the steps that you would want to do to start a chapter are very similar to the steps that you would want to do to start a special interest group. Okay. So, for example, if the thing that you feel really passionate about is getting people together in the Reno area, mm-hmm. as opposed to a special interest group, then you can do use a lot of those same tools to do the same thing and, and okay. create a Reno chapter, which would be really cool. Um, okay. So, yeah, you can do it. You can whichever one really means the most to you. I'd say that's the one. That's the one you want to follow. 
Okay, thank you. And I know, thank you, Ms. Donna. And I know that it, it takes a passion and my passion is um, advocacy and transportation. So I think we, yeah. we really got to, um, I have 15 people, but it's really hard to keep the momentum going. So I don't sure. know if you all have some advice. <laughs> I've been giving Amazon gift cards and a little bit of this and that, but it's, it's hard. And I know it's the endemic. So, I, I, yeah, um, I, have you all been able to meet in person at all? In I, Zoom. I, I know the pandemic, you know, has... And Zoom, because a lot of people are, they have underlying issue. Oh, and that's uh -huh. why I think transportation is on mm -hmm. top of people's list, because there's some of them are um, late for their doctor's appointment and stuff, or they're sitting in the environment waiting. So that's really yeah. important on people's list. Yeah. Right. Right. So and, I, and Go ahead, Frank. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'd say there are two things about that. One is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, the timing doesn't have to be one, one you know, that you don't have to be committed to one uh, timeline. You know, for example, in, our, in the case of both the net and, and my group, mm -hmm. you know, we, we moved pretty quickly, really. And, and, and we got from the time we got started to the time we got all the way to affiliation, it was a matter of a few months and that was great. You know, it worked for us, but it might be that you're in a situation where you need to spend a couple of years, just relationship building where you get to know each other, you get spending right time on a regular basis with the folks. Okay. And after you kind of really become a tight group, then maybe you're ready to, uh, to start something formal, but it doesn't okay. have to be. So okay. that's one thing. The other thing is that sometimes that what you need to move forward isn't a chapter or an affiliate, but it may be that you need to be a committee within your state. So for example, if you got, you mentioned that, that a big issue right for you and, your, and the folks that you're connected to is the issue of transportation access. Right. And it may be that, especially if that's something that, that's going on throughout your state, and I'm guessing it is out in Nevada because yes. with a lot of wide open spaces, <laughs> is that what you may want to do is get the folks that are interested to work with your state leadership to set up a transportation advocacy committee okay. that can focus on uh, organizing people to advocate with the folks in Carson City to get more funding for uh, for transit or to uh, get get you know, to to uh, Discounts on RTC access. <laughs> exactly. Tickets. Yeah. Yes. And so it might be. So there, that's another option you have is that, that sometimes that, that given your situation, it may be that a committee is something that's a better fit than, say, a chapter or a okay. special interest group. Another okay. option. So you have another option. Yeah, another option would be to find out what their interests are and see if like a speaker from the Transportation Advisory Council. Yeah, you're fading in and out a little bit, Danette. So I, I don't know if you caught all that, Dorley. No. Maybe it's not supposed to be on top of my head. Is that right? <laughs> Is that better? Uh, yeah. yeah okay. so, so go ahead. Go ahead. Maybe find out what, what the, the members that you have now, the 15 or however members you have now, find out what their interests are and see if you can get like a, a someone from the Transportation Advisory Council to come speak at your meeting. Yeah, I, I, we did that. 
um, mm-hmm. already, and it wasn't very good. <laughs> <laughs> they grilled the person. <laughs> so it it yeah, it sounds yeah, yeah. like Frank's idea of a committee right. m- might might be a good a good Way first go step. For uh, I, I, yeah. Okay. Right. Really, maybe almost might be more productive at, at this point. Yes, because yeah. some of the, the most of the group that I am um, that they want to join a NCP is from the other blind group, and they got so. Um, they got, uh, I guess the word is discriminated against that they are like, okay, well, is, are you guys going to be the same as the other blind group? So I think I have right. to prove ourselves. Yes. We're sort of guilty before. We're, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. But that's, that's also a huge opportunity because, <sighs> right. you know, we, in, in, in the American Council of the Blind, <laughs> we definitely try to be more, um, more open Yes. more respecting of individual approaches. Right. And so that's a real selling point is that you yes. can say, no, we're not yeah. like that other group. We're very and, humble. And we don't want <laughs> to be like, even, we want you to be who you are. And, right. Yeah. Yeah, we okay. probably need to take these to other two hands yeah. that, that are up yeah. before yeah. we thank run out of Thank you so time. much. Oh, thank you, Dorley. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Delighted to talk to yeah. you. Yeah. That's Danette, I didn't mean to interrupt you. We have two hands and I want to make sure we get Sorry. to them. Yeah. Sorry. Who's next? All right. We have Christy Crispin. You can oh, go. Oh, hey, Christy. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> she is in. Um, yes. Yeah, okay. In. So there you are. Yeah. So I am also a mentor, uh, explorer. Ex- yeah. And, and, <laughs> Uh, so I'm very happy to be a part of this process. Um, I was in on the ground floor of CAAVL, and I am a board member. Um, yeah. I I also um, am president of our newest California Council of the Blind affiliate, California Diabetics in Action, or CDA. Um, I I believe without a doubt that CDA can augment and so can Washington Council of Blind Diabetics, or is that the name of your group, Jeanette? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that um, we can augment um, our, and both of us have the same desire to become an affiliate of ACBDA. So I would really like to see us sit down at the table and talk. Um, there is reason to have local um, um, buy-in as well as buy-in to the national. And so um, the, the two questions that I have just to think about are, um, once the affiliate is formed, um, you know, people kind of say, okay, we did it. So now our energies are focused elsewhere or we're done. No, we're not done. And we really need everybody. Um, The second thing is um, for, um, if we cannot begin a nonprofit bank account, did the treasurer open up a brand new personal account or just keep the money in that account separate. Um, it's we have we have 
checks that we never cashed um, from beginning our chapter, our affiliate in April. Um, and so, you know, this is important to try to figure this out because it's horrible now trying to set up a bank account. What we did in Washington for our diabetic group, it was I had to go like across the ferry to Bremerton area and meet meet the treasurer over there and and go both of us had to go to the bank because they wanted yeah. both of our signatures. We had to have our constitution and bylaws, right. our officers, our I mean all, all of this is all written out on, on a piece of paper in our first our first meeting and it really wasn't that hard to do that. She was given a, a card that day and I was offered the card but I really didn't want one and now she knows how to like like um sell money to me so I will spend it with, because she zelled it to me which is um which is texting it well well depositing it in my account and then I'll spend it and then I'll give her the receipt so, something like that but but I had to actually physically go to the bank with her and actually I spent a couple of days over there and it didn't it only took us maybe an hour so Chris, was, Christy are you are you because it uh, there's kind of different things to think about right so are you trying to do like a 501c3 status no, we don't want to. Right. We want right. to. Once California gains its not its nonprofit status back, um, you know, we want to be under that. But right until right. then, it's like, okay, what do we do? Um, people would like their checks to be cashed, and yeah. here we're going to have our 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 second um, annual membership drive coming up, um, actually starting Saturday, and. Where do people send their money? What do we do with it? Um, and so that's why I'm wondering um, how to resolve that. Okay, for, for Washington, I believe each chapter is there. It's not under the umbrella of, of Washington Council of Blind. Each chapter has to be, is its own nonprofit. Like one of the chapters that I'm involved with, we were non-compliant because I'm the president mm -hmm. of that chapter, not the diabetic chapter, but a different chapter. And we were non-compliant and I had to fill out the form and spend extra money to um, be compliant. Yeah. And so, so Christy, maybe, maybe we can resolve this like in, in another, because we, we only have a couple of minutes right. and, and I, it's a, a, wow, it's a wonderful question. Yeah. And, and it is an issue. And there's other people that might need to know some of right. that information. So that might be, in fact, I do know that an upcoming topic on the Burl Collie, but, but you want to know sooner mm -hmm. than this, um, you know, we are going to eventually have Nancy Becker on to talk about some of these types of things. Mm -hmm. But I, I do know that you want to know sooner, you know, than, than when that's going to take place. So I don't know, maybe we, we can meet or... Your mentor might have an idea. Mm, or, or, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> or okay. even talking to Nancy Becker yourself. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Why don't Why don't you call the Minnesota office and and talk to Nancy and see what she suggests to do? Thank you. Yep. Okay. Let's take this one last hand, and then we've got to this, end. It was Doug. And oh, I, okay, Doug. Sorry. Uh, and I, I had another question. I know that probably from what I hear, uh, you guys started mostly with ACB members to 
to sort of spin off and 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 uh, start your uh, local chapters of, of your affiliates. My question is, do you have any ideas? Have you guys started to branch out and do outreach to people beyond ACB current members and start to you know go into the communities and how how have you done that? So the diabetic chapter has made business cards and we hand them at your centers or doctor's office or things like that. And we do have a brochure that's not made up yet because it has part of it's upside down and needs to be fixed. Yeah, you're fading in and out real, really a lot, Danette. I don't know. Maybe I will hold still. How's that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, the diabetic chapter has, it's, uh, has business cards. And the only thing that's on the business cards in, in print, it says Washington Council of Blind Diabetics uh, associated with WCB Diabetics, associated with Washington Council of the Blind. It says president, my phone number, and then our email address. And that's not Braille yet, but we're going to get that. But we do, we're, we're going to give that like to you endocrinologists and senior settings and such like that to may, maybe gain more members. And even we gave some to like the Lighthouse for the Blind in Seattle to see if they have people that work there that might want to come that might not be involved with Washington Council of the Blind. So that, that, that's what, that's how we get the word out there. Uh, okay. That's a good question though, Doug. So yeah. it is time to wrap up. We, we have, <laughs> thank you, Danette and Frank, <laughs> man. Um, and good questions from the, the attendees. Uh, so actually it's given us maybe some other topics for Rural Collie leadership. I want to thank our volunteers, Natalie and Nikki and, and um, uh, oh, Jane. Jane. Uh, so the next one, next Rural Collie leadership will be November 10th. And it will be talking about using the affiliate websites that are provided by ACB and, and how to go about that. So thank you all for attending and everybody have a good evening.